lovely planet Earth. What is up? It's Art Tracks, um, your monthly dose of chatting, talking trash, art, music, jokes. Actually, I don't know if we'll be. We're gonna try to be funny tonight, right, Anna? Yeah. Um, okay. So let's make sure, Anna. Can you hear your? Can you hear yourself in there? Yeah. Say hello. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. Sounds I great. Hear myself. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Um, so yeah, everybody in the, in the studio today we have Jeepneys, aka Anna, Lisa Patrisco, aka Queen Goddess Mother. Stop. Intergalactic Stop. Star Child. Stop. Um, and yeah. Hi. Hi. So. If you had to do that thing where we're like, what is what is Jeepneys? What is Jeepneys all about? Can you tell us about Jeepneys? Yeah, sure. Um, Jeepneys, well, first of all, I have to go back to the roots of what Jeepneys are. Jeepneys are the main transportation method for the Philippines and um, traces back to my family and my lineage. My grandfather, my Lolo, he actually was a Jeepney mechanic back in Manila, and um, jeepneys are really special because they were converted, recontextualized, reconverted U.S. Army Jeeps. So post-World War II, the Americans left a bunch of Army Jeeps, you know, following the war all over the islands, and Filipinos being the creative and enterprising folk that they are, turned them into a, you know, transportation system. And they're very iconic um, for Filipinos. They, they tend to be uh, really flamboyant looking, painted all crazy, lots of airbrush art, lots of like logos, lots of team spirit, religious iconography, um, you name it, it's been on a jeepney before. And um, I don't know, when I first started making music in my bedroom in San Francisco, in the Soma district, I was using all discarded instruments and repurposing them um, and using a lot of non-instruments as instruments and using a four track that I found in the closet that somebody had left behind. And so I thought that the name was an appropriate um, thing to call my solo project, being that it was part of my history, part of my culture, but also um, an, a sort of a parallel story of sort of recontextualizing objects, um, repurposing. repurposing, and I think jeepneys are really triumphant in this way that um, you know you can take like a, an object that was used for war and used for colonization and used for really like evil things and flip it to make it something that's like super useful and positive and um, something that really has become an, a salient icon for an entire peoples. So it's chill. Jeepneys. Jeepneys. That's, that's me. And um, Jeepneys has been around for, like you're saying, you started in San Francisco. I started in San Francisco for about a year. I just recorded on a four track in my bedroom um, without telling anybody. And then I finally played my first show. And then the project has evolved so much. It now tends to encompass not just music, but also the visual art that I do or the performance work that I do or the video work. And it just, it started to become, it started to take on this whole, I mean, I started to create a whole universe really that like jeepneys began to encompass. I started writing, you know, making up words and then that became making up a language or making up ways of, of speaking and just sort of like creating this whole universe because 
I don't I don't know about you, but I don't really like this world all the time. <laughs> so right. we've got some issues. Gotta, we got issues that we gotta sort out. So in order to do that, we create worlds where we can work out our issues in a safe in a safe oh, space. Oh god, don't say it. You were safe gonna say space. safe space. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Keyword search. Um <laughs> Now, talking about, this is actually something that's interesting, is you kind of creating this whole world for Jeepneys. And um, this is something I've, I've always appreciated about, about like the basically watching your performance in, in the best ways. I really do feel like you are seeing like someone enter from another dimension when the shows happen. Thank you. Like you and, and I mean, and there are these things that are referencing um, some sort of you know and these these words are all dangerous like tribal is a dangerous word i shouldn't even <gasps> dare say it God. but there's something about your music i think the drum beats the way you use the beats the way you also use because i've seen i saw you do a performance where you were playing um palm fronds mm-hmm. as like musical instruments literally something that you would find in a jungle something right. that um is pre-colonial or even uh, whatever right mm-hmm. something that just comes from nature so mm-hmm. I, I really like this idea of like you creating this work that exists kind of like pre pre capitalist somehow, but then yeah, you're also I mean, making it digital, and then you're just like slamming all these things together. I think that it's partly slamming it together, and partly just that time is not linear in my mind, you know. And we can we live in this world that's capitalist and has been colonized, and we our bodies have lived through this whole timeline and it starts to become cyclical it starts to become a spiral and we can access different points in space literally i mean not even not even like as a fiction like we can literally time travel and so for me to deal with heavy topics like colonialism like you know displacement um and to be able to talk about those things, but be able to talk about them from a future perspective, be able to talk about them from, from past perspective, be able to talk about them in my dreams and, and, you know, while holding all of my friends, you know, it's, it's, it's takes on this whole other life. And I think that Jeepney is just kind of, once you start to create something with this intention, then, you know, it just becomes, it becomes the thing itself and then you just start spinning in this whole universe and and then you just got to ride it out and you're writing it out and um so you went from making beats in san francisco solo four track style like you're saying it's developed yeah. it's developing mm-hmm. now um you've been at cal arts for this is that you're done now at cal arts, i graduated right? you graduated done. you're done in cal arts and goodbye goodbye and one of the things that i, I saw you do recently was the, this new opera that you had created so this as we we're talking about this jeepney thing kept growing and growing and growing so from four track now four to, track yeah to opera with, beats yeah to multiple piece uh, people working on the opera you got dancers you got multiple projections at the same time like it's yeah. really something that's exploded from this like small kernel that you're talking about um and this show is now going to be coming to us soon right that's correct yeah i have um so i did my quote unquote thesis performance and it was this experimental opera multimedia with video and dance and text and uh, movement and now i'm sort of restaging it and revamping it 
um, for the space of human resources here in Chinatown in Los Angeles. And actually, Oscar, my co-host here Hi. today. Hi. Um, he's actually going to be in the performance, so I'm really stoked about that. I got some new, some new characters um, in the piece, and we're we're just going to kind of revision it for a new space. Um, I think all artwork is site specific, so it changes. Um, so I'm excited to sort of breathe some new life into the work, and it's called Oling Lingo, and it's going to be on Saturday, June 28th. Saturday, June 28th, Saturday, everybody. June 28th, everybody. Saturday, June 28th. Go ahead and put it in your iPhone. You know, right now, just yes, if you're, you're on the computer, because you're listening to kchungradio.org, um, or maybe you're on your smartphone, or maybe you're listening on um, our AM station, but yeah, mark your calendar June 28th. Jeepneys, Human Resources, Doors at 8. Doors at 8, show at 9. And we have a fabulous opening the fabulous. act. Fabulous. So the God Doll will be performing as well. The God Doll is someone actually I really want to get on this show. We haven't had our chance yet. Yeah, what's up with that? It's coming, it's coming. Yeah. God Doll's a hard one to pin down. Um, but yeah, so the show's coming soon. We're going to be able to see the opera live. Yes. You've been working on this for a while now, this project, correct? This old opera project. I have been, yeah. It's It's been in development for a while. I composed the music. I didn't set out to write an opera. I didn't want to write an opera necessarily, but I think that I am interested in, in sort of multidimensional work. And when I write music, I'm never satisfied with just like a piece of music that I write. I love music. I love to listen to music as music but i feel like when i write music i want it to have so i i want it to live in another world and so i just started writing experimental operas just by default Amazing. you know and that just is what happened um i have a dance background too so i love i i secretly just want to be a dancer and not a musician anymore so did you study dance um prior to studying I st I've, music? yeah i studied dance yeah way longer than i studied music hmm. um and it was like a choreographer. I did like, I choreographed a, a piece to Nine Inch Nails Hurt when I was a freshman in high school with like Goth. 50 girls in a high school gym. What? Yeah, it was really good. That's amazing. Is there a video of that out there? Is there a YouTube video? I need to unearth it. I think it's at my parents' house. Uh, I think a lot of us want to see that yeah, right now. Really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and see, there's there's something about really doing this like multifaceted work, which is like you you started, you know, from dance. To well, me. hello. I mean, you do it too. Yeah, and this is actually something that I feel like you know a lot of a lot of the people that in our community we do a lot. We, we do. do a, we do too much. We do too much. Girl, we need to go on vacation. I know. <laughs> I'm getting my passport right now. I'm gonna fill out my paperwork. Um, but let's continue this conversation. Let's why don't we listen to a song in a second so we can um, hear what you're gonna. Play for I can, us? Yeah. Um, well, since we're talking about Oling Lingo and it's we're just doing the self-indulgent part of the program. Yes. Um, I will play a track that is part of the opera, and this is called Zwu Lewu. Where is it? Um, okay. And everybody, while you're while we're getting this song ready, um, if you're listening to us on kchungradio.org, um, please feel free to enter the chat wing, and you can um, talk to us there. You can also send us messages via um, Twitter, Facebook, 
You can also just text me if you want to ask Anna Jeepneys a question. Um, 818-516-9650. I got my, my messenger opened up right now. So, yeah, um, send us a message. You can also give us a call. You can call me on that number, actually, because the K Chung thing, I, whatever. Just call me, 818-516-9650, if you want to ask us any questions. And now we're going to let this song rip. Here we go. Here we go.
is uh, one of the songs we might be hearing, or we will be hearing. Mm-hmm. That's a piece from, from the opera. The opera. Awesome. Yep. And um, just tech-wise, nerd question. Um, how do you make these tracks? What is, what's your equipment set up? What kind of things do you use? Or This track in particular, I use my Juno 6, which I know you have one too, right? I do, do have, you have one, the yeah. 106. I have the, the 6, the one that doesn't Juno record. Yeah. yeah, that's what I have yeah. too, the original. The OG. Um, I use that pretty much on everything because it's the only synth that I have. Uh, and I... Uh, honestly, this is one of those songs. I don't know if you have this experience too, but this is one of those songs that I, I don't remember making it. I think I was in a trance or something. Maybe you were half asleep. I love making songs half asleep. And I wasn't intoxicated, I don't think. Half asleep or, you half know, post, post blunt. <laughs> post, I didn't, I mean. Post burp. Um, um, but anyway, so I, I, I did a bunch of improvisations and layered a bunch of synth tracks and then sort of collaged them later and then added some some other little bloopity bleepities um in ableton live nice so you use yeah. ableton and i use analog ableton synths. i use analog synths i use i have a bucket of percussion and other things just lying around the house um yeah i use i i try to keep it fairly simple this, awesome. this song was, I think, fairly simple in terms of instrumentation. That was something, actually, and I, I'm excited to see the show because I got to see the, the, the first run of the show or the, I mean, it might change a bit since then, but I saw the first run at CalArts about two months ago. It was in February. So Five yeah. months ago? Yeah, Jeez, something how long like that. Was that? Oh, my yeah, God. We're getting older. We're getting older. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was really cool. And I actually was really feeling, um, there's a lot of things that I was thinking about the show, but one of them was, um, you know, you're playing with these abstractions, this music that can be rather abstract. You were having these visuals that are rather abstract. But at the same time, I thought you were bringing up some some things that um, were rather important to myself and like the work that I do. And I think for a lot of us out there right now listening, um, there was things things that I would say you kind of were kind of making work that had to deal with the oral tradition, if I'm correct or if I'm incorrect there. But there was um, a moment where I believe it was your mom and your dad are both in the piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both. And they were parents. both speaking in their native languages or? Yeah, sort of. Sort of. My, my mom was speaking in her native language. There was a piece in the show where my mom teaches us, like the, the characters in the piece, she teaches us a, a, a Tagalog nursery rhyme. And I found that to be really healing for me. Um, I'm a first generation. Uh, Filipino American and my mom you know for whatever reason I mean she was a working mom she was trying to you know give us a different life here in the States but I never learned Tagalog and mm-hmm. um, it was really it's a bummer and I and I've been trying to get myself to learn it as an adult and it's it's been difficult um, but so I use my parents in my work a lot because my work is all about identity and being mixed race and coming from mixed heritage and um, just like dealing with that. And so having her in the piece and my dad in the piece is like was really, really important. And having her teach us Tagalog was um, like this this really beautiful moment. Um, and, And the piece is about you know, not only oral tradition and language, it's also about memory and how um, things change and warp and morph over time, um, but also are still there. You know, like our ancestral memory 
even if you were even if your people have been colonized and displaced and, and moved across the world you still in your blood you have a memory of your roots and and even deeper um so i we were just interested in exploring that like the the movement and the music and the visuals were interested in exploring how um ancestral memory moves and shapes and breathes from the past to the future and back again and time travels in our bodies because our bodies are spaceships and how it all you know it just it was just basically a reflection on that i mean we don't have any answers nobody does right. um but we just wanted to explore that and it, it was really cool because everyone in the cast most everyone in the cast came from really wildly different heritages and backgrounds and everyone kind of took their own interpretation of that of the context of the piece and just rolled with it in their own way and i thought that that was really cool i liked how you know there's this thing that you know you seem to be on stage like the the, the character that you are and your group of characters kind of take the role of like these aliens i mean just from the viewer obviously there might be something else behind it but i, I really was liking how they were these alien creatures who were interacting with these languages from earth but then they had a language that was kind of like that and it was kind of what you're talking about really i really felt like i was watching like you know an infinity loop history lesson t of culture and time all happening at the same time i think the 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 word and the concept of alien is obviously really resonant being a brown person like all of us right. like it's, it's like still the technical word for immigrant you well, know technically i was a resident alien i was an illegal alien then a resident alien so exactly so you know, yeah and so was, so was my mom and so <laughs> you know and i think that also we're we're in this time right now where just it seems like i don't know if you feel this way too but like a lot of people are on this cosmic tip right now mm -hmm. and just like thinking a lot about the future especially like i don't know like all my friends like all these like brown folks all these queer folks all these like misfits all these artists because i feel like we're just we're like clamped down in this day and age and it's 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 messed up this you know like we're under the pressures of capitalism we're under the pressures of patriarchy um you know every time you turn your head there's like a cultural uh, like a gross cultural appropriation happening or there's like you know or, something messed yeah. up is rich people getting away with all kinds we're of running things. into all these things yeah and so to like i feel like it's our way out i mean and it's not like we're the obviously hello we're not the first people to do this like sun Ra, you know all these right. like cosmic forefathers but i feel like this is like a, a movement that's happening right now so i think that um it's and i've always been into i've always been into science fiction but so much that like it just has started to become real like it's not even fiction anymore it's real right like, <laughs> and i think actually you're watching your show i really felt like i was you had you had made a living you know piece of work that was totally interdimensional non-linear time multicultural i mean that word itself is crazy but you ew. know ill but it had <laughs> multi culty but it had it literally was doing this thing it was explaining so much without actually saying much because we there wasn't really a language that i could hold on to while watching it well, I but i really felt it i appreciate that and i'm i'm super stoked to have you in the like version point 2 because um 
I find that in your work as well. I mean, I find that when you perform, there's a world that's being created. There's a language that's being created. The way that you in Homegirl, the way that you guys talk to each other and, and joke with each other, right. and you know, with your your solo project, when you do it solo or whether you do it with a band, like um, there's an ambiance. And I'm really drawn to other performers who are interested in this. Um, concept conceptual performance and um micro so I'm worlds. glad macro worlds macro micro worlds world universe um so I'm really excited to be working with you plus you're a ki- can I say bad words or no um plus th- you're a really great drummer and musician so you're going to be hitting up some percussion I mean playing the, the skins Hitting the skin, playing the conga not drum. that kind of hitting skins. Well, the other you never kind know. Post skins. show people. <laughs> just kidding. Well, not just kidding. No, actually. just yeah. You yeah. got his number. Text me. You, I gave you my phone Holler. <laughs> you can text me. It's all good. Um, but let's take we. Okay, we're saying let's a lot of back. things. We Actually, there's no, there's no need to go back. But I, one thing that I want to talk about that I have a book I've been reading reading recently. It's about yantras, which Ooh. are the ancient. Indian and Hindu um, drawings. Uh-huh. So we know about mantras, right? right? They're the things that we repeat, get us into a meditative state. I didn't know about yantras. Neither, as did I. And yantras are those, are those drawings that are related to the mandalas. Okay. And so, you know, the, all this stuff is this ancient cosmological stuff. And one of the things that, you know, as we're talking about this microcosm as performance artists making some sort of a world while we're there, um, that also relates to the bigger universe. I think it's interesting because in these drawings that I was looking at recently, um, it really talks about how, you know, the universe can be s- summarized in drawing form in like a dot mm. and a circle and mm-hmm. a triangle, mm-hmm. and like with these very basic elements, you can basically summarize all of existence. So I mean, just like reading this book recently has been like blowing my mind because I'm like, oh yeah, like that makes a lot of sense. Like mm-hmm. you can you can with art you can really explain a lot of deep crazy stuff you know mm-hmm. and I think that's that's one of the favorite my favorite thing to see at a show is like when it might be the most abstract thing ever but there's like this thing that's way bigger than what we're seeing live yeah and um, I think especially you know as people living with um, living as brown identity people brown body humans on planet earth 2014 in the Los Angeles whatever I think there's something also about our existence here that like you're saying we're, yeah it's important that we're here yeah it's important that we're colliding Right. in this particular point in space-time. Um, and you're, what you were just talking about right now reminded me a lot of one of my best friends and favorite artists, A.D. Roberson, because she makes these paintings that are like, you know, they are time-traveling devices. They will mm-hmm. take you to the cosmos and they will massage your third eye chakra. And she uses such simple approaches, you know, um, to like make such profound statements about the universe or about our hearts or about, um, our feelings, you know, she's a cancer. So she's all about feelings. Um, but I I love you, Adie. Um, so I think that that's, I I love all the things that you were saying right now. I got to check that out. Yantras. Yantras. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure people know way more than I do. I've read like, you know, one book for like, about two days. I mean, I don't know a lot, but it basically just blew my mind. Yeah. Um, right on. So just this idea of simplicity and abstraction. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, let's see. We we should probably play a song in, a, in a second a song. or two. So what should we play? Do you want to hear something? We could hear something that inspires you. We could hear something from the play. We could hear anything. I'm going to check the chat wing right now, everybody. See if anyone's on there asking check us any out, questions. Um, and 
Not yet, but pe- feel free, everybody. Go ahead and send us a question. You can hit us up on Facebook, too. Um, I'm Bosker Bontos on Facebook. That's my other, you know, I've got a lot of names. Um, while you're picking up this song, and this is something that we'll kind of leave on this question when you find the song, um, something we all know, I mean, all of, those of us that are on social media, those of us that are maybe in, involved in the performance art community, um, and in the art world as at this moment, we know that there's a lot of controversy that's been going down with the Whitney. Mm-hmm. Um, we also just know that there's tons of articles popping up every day about cultural appropriation, something that we've been talking about. And, uh, there was something that happened with your show, right? Something that in relationship to the name of your show. Right. And I think it's something that it's an interesting thing to talk about. So you want to tell us a little bit about what happened there? Yeah. Right now or after you can just like start it and then play a song. Okay. That way people, there's some drama suspense. Okay. Well, yeah, originally. So I naming things is always hard as an artist. I don't know if you feel the same way. Um, because it's like, there's so, so much weight, but yet you know how it is titling is is drama internal internal drama um but anyway so when i was thinking about the show i was been thinking a lot about this um pre-colonial filipino amulet called the oling lingo and it's um tribal specific but it's also kind of become this thing it was very pervasive to multi a bunch of tribes in the philippines pre-colonial pre-spanish and um it's a it's an amulet often worn as jewelry um or you know painted on objects um and it's you know it's for prosperity it's for fertility it often um represents like a yin yang sort of duality um coming together of you know polar coming together of masculine feminine or however you want to think about it mm-hmm. um so i was really interested in this in this symbol in and thinking about um how it represents you know filipino culture and so i named the piece originally ling ling because i was thinking okay it's significant that like the o of the word kind of got dropped um you know because language sort of changes and we we run into things like colonialism and you know like things change but they're still in essence the same um so the show was called lingling uh, um originally and and i i got called out for calling it something super chinese mm. and um and although it does have a filipino m- meaning it's it's more of a common name um, in Chinese, and it's even the name of a dialect. And um, my friend, who's Chinese American, was like, "Hey, you know, this is weird." And and I and I found myself sort of like trying to explain things and, and just realizing that I wasn't coming off very clear mm. um, about it. And it just it made me like reflect and think about it. And just and this and this was actually part. This became part. This dialogue became part of the piece. Became part of thinking about, you know like what this all means, how powerful language is, how um, pervasive language is, how, com- how we have to, co- how, you know, how, how difficult it is to communicate exactly what you feel and think, given that this world is so complex. And um, so ultimately I decided to change the name because that just felt right to me to do that. And I just have like uh, mad respect for, for that person for you know bringing it to my attention and I have you know self-respect for you know being able to 
grow and learn from all kinds of situations and I and I love being called out even though you know it's somewhat of a like it's a little rough when a little, it happens it's a little, you know you yeah. get a little bruise <laughs> um you feel a little weird and awkward and embarrassed but um it's good and I think that you know we were talking about this earlier like a lot of times we've made work that has been skirting on the line of offensive or skirting on the line of cultural appropriation or skirting on something, you know, later five years down the road, it's embarrassing. You know, you listen to that song you made 10 years ago and you're like, oh my God, did I really say that? But I think that instead of burying it and like hiding it, I think you should put it out there and have dialogue about it. Dialogue. You know, dialogue, dialogue. people is healthy. Communication. Communication. And on that note, let's hear a track to okay, communicate non-verbally. Um, you know what? I just, I would love it if somebody knew what this track was. This is a track that I got my f from my friend Sergey, and it's just this really, it's this banging synth track that is going to make us feel good right now. Throw it and down. I'm going to throw it up. KChungRadio.org. Thanks for listening, y'all. we got some more talking in tunes. Thank you. 
Um, we just heard a really sick track from, and can you tell us who that was? Okay, so we heard three tracks. The first one, I had to Shazam because I didn't know what it was, but it is Raga Lalit by Sharanjit Singh. And that was, I just have it in my iTunes as awesome, exclamation point. <laughs> Which it was. <laughs> because it was. Um, after that, we played Jeff Phelps, Sometime Lover, and we were digging those that kind was of analog bliss. It was like mellow acid soul. Oh, God. Can so we call good. it that? I want to call it that. Chill acid. I want to call it that. I want to call it so many things. That's the bomb. I've never heard of, um, say his name again? Jeff Phelps. Jeff Phelps. I was getting a little bit of like Arthur Russell, kind of that same vibe. Yeah, But not right? really, but, but different. Yeah, I think same era, same sort of um, generation of instruments, possibly. So, yeah. And you so, know, you have a good ear, Oscar. It's, it's beautiful. And you know, it reminds me also of someone that, I don't know if you've seen recently out here in L.A., a recent transplant. Um, Julius Smack, do you know him? Oh, have you seen him before? I haven't seen him yet, but I love him. I keep running into him, yeah. and we, yeah, yeah, he's amazing. He's also a dancer, right? Choreographer, dancer. Might be, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's got some moves. I didn't yeah. know that about his history. He but hit I'm me sure. up about like doing some collabos recently, which I think yeah. could be really cool. So his his sound is like this well, I mean, he's got a lot of different sounds. Dream. He played at the Lash at um, PlayStation, which is the, oh. one of the party that God Doll throws. Yeah, and. Uh, isn't that tonight, by the way? It's tonight. Should we go? Well, yeah, we can. Okay. I have to practice though. But anyway, um, he <laughs> he played and uh, he did like a basically like a meditation was his performance. He was just like leading people in a guided meditation oh. and then broke into that like really like soul like gentle house. Beautiful. Yeah. So I, I don't know, Julius, if you're listening, um, I'm sure you probably like Jeff we Phillips. We love you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Or maybe you will like it. And, uh, and then the last track we heard? The last track was off um, the Folk and Pop Sounds of Sumatra Volume 1 compilation. Awesome. Put out by Sublime Frequencies. And that was a track called, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but it's Babi Kek Balam. And it's by an artist called Sam Simar. Nice. And it's one of my favorite tracks off that compilation. Groovy yeah. so jams. That's what we did. Groovy jams. In terms of, uh, I guess, inspiration that Jeepneys draws from, are there uh, there's some pivotal musical moments that made you want to be Jeepneys or change Jeepneys or influence Jeepneys? Are there some. I mean, everything. They're not just musical, it's just like so many moments in time happening all around me all the time. I'm like an inspiration sponge. I'm just soaking it all up. So it's just everything. Everything. I mean, I think a lot of times I look towards like the big godmothers like um, Laurie Anderson and, and Yoko Ono. I mean, Laurie Anderson, I, I'm really inspired by her theatrical um, manifestations of her her, mm-hmm. her art and her work. And I think like this multimedia operatic experience is definitely something, a, a path that she traversed and, and probably other people did before her as well. Um, but I, I love 
you know, we all love her, right? She's amazing. She's I amazing. got to see her about, maybe it was two years ago at I, Royce Hall. I saw her. I was there. Yeah. I cried my eyes out. It the, was like amazing. the whole entire time. And she yeah. kept saying, Battleground. <laughs> <laughs> love her. And you know, what I always liked about her, too, is that she's been um, pretty fiercely political pretty much the whole time. She's so political and she's so, like, she's not afraid to be personal in this mm-hmm. way that I am utterly afraid of and I have a lot of respect for that for artists who can can do that um and her video work her early video work is amazing amazing she's basically yeah. just like kind of kind of yeah kind of the bomb kind, kind of, of everything bomb. everything 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 yeah I love artists that don't yeah are not afraid to just traverse all these different paths um I love Pauline Oliveros I love Yoko Ono um God, there's so many. Name some more that we love. I mean, we all oh my, we there's, both there's, love the same. There's so many. I mean, artists. I actually think Lori Anderson is someone that I, I keep, like, coming back to. Mm-hmm. Was, like, an early person that I was like, whoa, what is this weird thing? I think even before I was, like, in art school or mm-hmm, whatever as mm-hmm. a little kid. Because, you know, she's been around forever. Totally. And I've always been like, what's that? And I love how she, like, went back and forth between pop and avant-garde so mm-hmm. fluidly her whole career and that's why I mean you knew about her as a child even though she's like this avant-garde artist like but also I think back then people who a little bit more kooky artists were got more limelight I think than nowadays I don't know maybe I'm making a generalization Uh, no you're probably right I think right now the I mean, let's let's not just get into like a hate sesh, but no, you know, never. You know, some that of the some of the big health. stuff. You're just like what? But but we were just talking about the recent Cool World, which is the party that you threw, yeah. and um, a lot of really kick ass, kick butt artists mm-hmm. um, on that lineup, including um, friends, friends from yeah. Oakland, uh, Power Alter, so Power Alter performed, and um, we also had Cat, Cat 500. 500. We had Sash Cloth and. And I, that's the one band I don't know too well. This is a, and you know this a lot of this is thanks to um, to Jeff because Jeff um, Jeff oh, right. Zilla Jeff Zilla Jeff Zilla is a big influence on me as well. <laughs> Jeff Zilla is an influence on me as well. Jeff Zilla is you know one of the best freaks we got. Balls out. Um, so yeah, the sewage, the God Doll, Sashcloth and Axes, Power Alter, French Vanilla, Yo. and uh, Rain of the Ripper, and of course DJ Crass loves the homie. Oh my God, love him. The love her. Love her. Yeah, I mean, I think both of us would say we're largely just influenced by our friends and um, people who are making art in our in our communities right now. Yeah, um, there's a lot of good stuff around. Yeah, some really amazing artists and friends. Um, a lot of brown folks, a lot of queer folks, a lot of weirdos, a lot Liberated of mutants, minds. a lot of aliens. Yeah. And um, we're all making work that's really, really vital and really important. And I'm proud of us. And I want to hug all of us. Group hug. Oh, look, we're so cute. Um, And actually, on the topic of Cool World and on the topic of Art Tracks, um, Art Tracks is going to be presenting Cool World at the Hammer Museum this Sunday. That rules. And we're going to be there from 345 to 445. And it's only an hour, everybody. But please come and you can hang out at the Hammer all day long. There's going to be um, TV shows being filmed all, all day long, starting at around 2 p.m., I believe. And uh, we also are looking for volunteers. If anybody wants to volunteer and help out with Kate Chung's Kate Chung TV. Can you talk more about what this project is and what Kate Chung TV yeah, is? Yeah, so Kate Chung was approached to be part of the Made in L.A. Biennial. That's and awesome. then um, Kate Chung, the, the brains at Kate Chung, the collective awesome mutant mind um, was like let's do a TV show so 
the also the amazing people here at Cake Chunk. Everyone who, who, who works here, by the way, everybody is a volunteer. Um, it's a beautiful place to be. And uh, they've built a set. And I, I want to say that Anna, if you're listening, Anna um, was the one who built most of the, or got the, the ball rolling with the set. She's a set designer, amazing person. I've, I've worked with her before. Um, Anna Elegio, it might be saying your name wrong. I'm sorry, Anna. But uh, she helped get the thing rolling. They built the set. So they have a TV set that's going to be at the Hammer for, I think it's a couple months. And there's, there's going to be um, shows that are being filmed every weekend. I wish I had all the details in front of me because I don't, so I don't want to say anything wrong. So hit up Kechung website, hit, hit up website. Hammer website. Yeah, hit up the Facebook um, mm-hmm. Kechung TV for lots of details. But yeah, this weekend is the first weekend of TV shows. And Homegirl is going to be playing a set Homegirl for is going to be hour. playing a set, and also Sewage is going to be playing a set. Rad. So there's going to be, it's basically going to be the craziest hour of all time, and we would love, 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 love to see all of you there. Um, but yeah, we're running out of time here, so I don't want to hog it all too much, but Please check kichangradio.org for more info. Um, and any last couple things, jeepneys? On the mind of jeepneys? No, I don't know. I hate it when they get that question. Like, it's, too, la- it's too crazy. Know, the, yeah, the power, it's too much. The power motto, like, leave you with this. Yeah. You know, and you will be healed. <laughs> well, maybe, uh, maybe we can just, we'll leave people with a song on Let's our way out. Let's leave someone with a track. Yeah. Um, I'm going to play Francis Bebe Sahel off of the African Electronic Music uh, album. Thanks, everybody, for listening to kchungradio.org. This was Art Tracks. Jeepneys. Jeepneys, your website is? Jeepneysjeepneys.com. Jeepneysjeepneys.com. Thanks, y'all. And see you soon. See you this weekend at The Hammer. 